0: I'm really fascinated at your cactus and how spindly it is at certain parts. Yeah. it. I mean, it
1: was very small and then it grew an arm. It th- did. And then that arm grew a second arm.
0: Well, I mean, it just continued to extend. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: you can see it, And then it's like it grew a third arm out of the yeah. second arm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, yeah. Houseplants,
1: fascinating things. Oh my gosh.
0: They have emotions. They have feelings. They do. They do. Don't they say they need talk love. to them? Yeah. Talk to the houseplants? Yes. Yeah. Talk to the houseplants because it's like your carbon dioxide output is Uh actually feeding them. Oh yeah, making them beautiful.
1: There was another thing that said, like, name your houseplants after after yourself, yourself. so that so
0: you can, like, as you water them, be like, "Oh, you're so beautiful, Michael. Michael, look how strong you are. Michael, you bloom so brightly. Yeah. And then it's accept it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Welcome to our self care podcast. Right, right. (laughs) Direct address to camera. (laughs) The things we do to um
1: yeah to yeah. to give ourselves the um mm-hmm. the validation we didn't get when we were children.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome to our inner child podcast. <laughs> that's right. How, that's right. how my parents screwed me up five ways from Sunday. <laughs> 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 and I'm still alive to talk about it. That's Small right. victories. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. My parents in the Catholic Church. Uh, girl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a tale as old as time. For of, you and I. Uh huh. Uh huh.
1: You have many, 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 many houseplants. I do. I've always said I'm like every Libra that I know has. It's true. A ton of houseplants.
0: But you are a rising Libra, so you are are leaning in. I am leaning in. Yeah. I'm rising. You're rising into your plant daddyhood. That's right.
1: Plant daddyhood. Excuse me. Plant plant daddyhood. (laughs) I got plenty of it going on. You do? Well, I mean, this. uh, Which one is this? What's that? She's the spider plant. The spider plant. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a cutting from your spider plant. Yeah. And now she's just she's spidering. she's thriving yeah i'm yeah. amazed
0: that you like spider plants considering you dislike spiders well, so much yeah well
1: that one's not this gonna fall like, over um, onto my face
0: you're like um introducing trauma it's uh <laughs> what is that when you slowly <laughs> oh, introduce
1: oh you mean uh exposure exposure therapy, therapy. i Your guess that's what therapy. it is yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah
0: next we're gonna watch arachnophobia with john goodman uh, Yeah. see how that goes <laughs> yeah i don't know how well that would go i don't know <laughs> i mean soon it will be halloween after all yeah although i think once this episode lo- launches it will have been halloween it will have been halloween so stevie nix's powers will be on the wane <laughs> that's right she has to go back into mm-hmm. uh her, hibernation. Crystal. her crystal her crystal. Hibernation. <laughs> yes. yeah
1: welcome to the stage
0: crystal hibernation mm-hmm. she's real she is real Mm -hmm. how are your plants doing oh they're thriving they're thriving it's always amazing like i i hit them like once a week with water and i was about to say you hit them once (laughs) that's probably not a good idea i water them once a week um but i do feel like there was like a like this past week was so busy i forgot about them and i'm like why does this one look so awful oh it needs water and then like 24 hours later it's like I'm alive again so yeah I'm usually a very good plant dad and I fertilize them monthly so they can be big and strong yeah and I growing mean, there you go mm-hmm. what is that we're the Flintstone
1: kids that's that there you go not mm-hmm. an official sponsor
0: no. do they still exist I have no idea At the National
1: Parks At the National Parks At the National Parks follow you Follow you I'll follow you there
0: We would like to acknowledge that while hiking and visiting the land also known as New River Gorge, that we are on the traditional and stolen lands of the Monoton, Yuchi, Shawanwaki, Shawnee, and Tutelo peoples.
1: As we've mentioned a number of times in this suite of episodes about trails of New River Gorge, we had the privilege to go to New River Gorge twice in one year. It's true. We went in the spring of 2021 with our friends Brian and Tino.
0: And then we went in the fall of 2021 with Brad, Grandma Joy, Jess, and Brad's John Schnauzer, Evan Williams. What a mouthful. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this episode is all
1: about when we explored Thurmond, which is an area of New River river gorge that contains a ghost town (laughs) and we did this in the spring of 2021 Mm -hmm. with brian Mm -hmm. and tino yes
0: it was the morning of our last day in west virginia brian and tino and all of us sort of casually wake up which was kind of like our bread and butter for this trip it was like a no rush no must mush no rush (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure about that one. (laughs) No fuss, no muss. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, I see. Yeah, it was a no no rush, no fuss, no muss sort of attitude for the trip. So we realized that we really only had a few things on the agenda, and we had wanted to do three things, but we only ended up doing two of those things. And that included a visit to Thurmond, the ghost town in New River Gorge National Park, to visit one of the nearby state parks, which was Babcock State Park. Which we... Uh, all joked about yeah. how it sounded like C.C. Babcock mm-hmm. from the name. Exactly. And then drive to Virginia because we were going to be going to Shenandoah next on that this leg of the trip. Now, we're not going to talk about our Shenandoah trip in this season, but it will likely appear at, at another point because we did some hikes that we had not experienced in Shenandoah. And they as were of great. Yet. And they were great hikes. They yeah. were great hikes. So, yeah. In the past two days here on this
1: trip in New River Gorge. We had done the Canyon Rim Boardwalk Trail, the Long Point Trail, Sandstone Falls, the Big Branch Trail, and three trails in the Grand View area. We did all of that in two days. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. Right. Are we surprised? No. No. Mm-hmm. No.
1: What was great was that Shenandoah was not like the furthest of drives no. from uh, West Virginia from West Virginia, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. though. New River Gorge is quite the drive from our homes in New Jersey. Yes.
0: Yeah. We had to say goodbye to our very lovely cabin, which was wonderful. It was good to us the entire trip that we were there. And we packed everything up, including some groceries that we still had left over that we were going to just take with us in the cooler we had to our next location in New Uh, Shenandoah. Generally, Thurmond is closer to the center of the park. It's between Sandstone Falls to the south and the Fayetteville uh, Canyon Rim Visitor Center and the New River Gorge Bridge to the north. So we drove north on Route
1: 19 to the exit for Red Star, uh, which is this tiny little town. There are plenty of signs that are pointing toward Thurmond once we made the exit. There's actually like three little towns right here on the map. It does feel like kind of a right off the road tiny little town yeah. and there are some very old buildings that are i mean i would probably say they're historic looking buildings mm-hmm. that the nps has now taken over as their park headquarters mm-hmm.
0: we definitely got a little turned around here um and so we had pulled over for a minute adjacent to the nps parking lot off the road along with the beautiful buildings there was a very beautiful um nps r- <laughs> ranger that yep. it was like oh you want to know if this car is full of queer men well and a dog well then you're good you're good to go
1: yeah he was a very beautiful ranger and Mm -hmm. we were like well let's stop and ask this cute man who's in a uniform where we should go excuse me officer so we definitely did we like uh, both windows on both the sides rolled down we were like get in we're going shopping yeah exactly mm-hmm. um no and he directed us to where to go I feel like I remember that he had a dog with him but I could be misremembering this mm. and his name was astronaut Mike Dexter <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah. the 30 rock mm-hmm. references so then we do finally figure out where we need to go mm-hmm. and that is a road that is named also with a, route. a yeah. number yeah. and it's route 25 mm-hmm. or county road 25 sure. it's something like that yeah. it's 25 and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we had to take this all the way out to Thurmond. What we were told was it's basically one road that'll take you all the way there. But it's like, it's like takes a little while to actually get there. So we start driving down 25 toward Thurmond. And at the beginning, it's windy and it's curving through some rural feeling neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. There were definitely homes. There were some hills. There were houses. And it was uh, sort of hills on both sides. Yeah. Well, it wasn't super green quite yet Mm -mm. but um later it would be
0: yeah it was a really warm day too it was like kind of like this was like mid-april and i just remember i think we all had like shorts and t-shirts on like the weather had shifted like massively for this day. At least we were all like short sleeve clad. It was like a beautiful, beautiful day. So it felt like spring was like busting out all over. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There is a water source that's running to our left as we're driving. It's a tributary of the New River. Um, And we essentially ride right next to it, basically the entire way out to Thurmond.
1: Yes. And during this, I remember that's when we got a lot of green. Yeah. There was a lot of green. I mean, it makes sense because it's so close to this water source. Yeah. It felt sort of like a canopy of green around us, like, uh, surrounding us on all sides. Yeah. And um, there was uh, the road, which sort of Stayed fairly flat at that point, but still curved. And then there was the water down to the left, mm-hmm. which had sloped down to the left. And then across from that, on the other side of this water, was also a trail. And yeah. we were curious about that. We were like, oh, we didn't even see that there was a trail here. No. Later, we looked on a map and we said, we saw that it was, oh, okay, there is. And it's a fairly flat kind of trail that people kind of just walk out and back on.
0: Yeah. It kind of reminded me of like what a rail trail would be. We knew that we had arrived in Thurmond once we had reached this one lane train bridge. So the bridge kind of like cuts at a very weird angle into the town because then there's like no road going further off of the bridge. It's like a parallel. It's a perpendicular road to the bridge. Like you kind of, if you kept going, you'd run into the train station, essentially. Yeah. So you have to kind of like left or right off of the the bridge. But it felt very much so in some ways like the Fayetteville Station bridge the Tunny Hunsaker Bridge. Um, yes, yeah, I think it I was, said that wrong, but yes, the yeah.
1: bridge that was down at the very the original
0: lake, New River Gorge Bridge, correct?
1: Yeah. The yeah, thing that allowed people to cross the river. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had been in the car for about thirty to forty five minutes, and then we finally see this it, giant feeling bridge, mm-hmm. but it was there was only one lane mm-hmm. for a cars on it. Yeah. Because it is still a operating bridge. Yes. For, we had to drive over it. For trains and cars. Yeah. So then we do drive over the bridge and we finally see the tiny little ghost town, Thurmond. And with that, let's take our first break. Okay, so we're playing Pentagon. Oh my
0: gosh. It's been a, a minute. I don't it's think we've been played it at a all this minute. season.
1: No, I don't think so. No know for those just joining right now mm-hmm. pentagram is a game where you put a whole bunch of items inside of a pentagram mm-hmm. in order to summon something so you or just someone or someone mm-hmm. so you pick something and then you go okay what five things would you put in mm-hmm. the pentagram mm-hmm. to summon them mm-hmm. so what or who are we trying to summon first
0: i was gonna say stevie nicks because i feel like we lean into her a okay, lot. but great. i feel like have we done a stevie nicks summoning before I don't think so. Okay. And great. if we have well. Oh well. <laughs> okay, great. So Stevie Nicks. Mhm. A shawl obviously. There's going to be a shawl for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: I feel like we also have to put in like a, like a tall, like a uh, white candle, mm-hmm. like in, in a like candlestick holder. Mm-hmm. That's like melted a little bit, mm-hmm. like with a flame that like blows out in the
0: wind. <laughs> so like
1: that has to go in there too.
0: I feel like we need some gold dust for gold dust. woman. Oh yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A hat, some kind of like, I feel like she's she known always, for like, her wore her Like, you know, um, bowlers right did she wear like bowler hats I sort don't of? I don't know what they're called but yeah. they're like you know mm-hmm. I
1: feel like there has to be some kind of hat mm-hmm. right because mm-hmm. she did have the well it was the top hat right
0: top yeah, hat. yeah yeah, yeah. I guess the that was hat. what, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. it was yeah. a bowler is round yeah. yes and they feel like maybe a Tom Petty album because they've worked very closely together oh yeah things I did not know mm-hmm. yeah oh okay yeah. great I mean obviously you could put any sort of like you know Fleetwood Mac album in but yeah. you know that might conjure an angry Stevie. <laughs> it might. All right. So we put
1: all those in and we conjure Stevie next. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, great. I mean, we could also put Jessica Lange in. <laughs> well, no, I feel like we would have to put, um, oh my God, not Jessica, the other actress who plays Misty Day. Oh, um, yeah, it would be... Um, Jill Clayburgh's daughter. It would be... Ray, Lily Rabe. Lily Rabe. Lily Rabe. Yeah, Lily Broccoli Rabe. <laughs> we would have to put Lily Rabe in there. Mm-hmm. Then she would bring Stevie There we Nicks. go. There I we love go. It. Let's talk a little bit about the history of Thurmond. This information can also be found, but in more detail, on our trail mix from earlier this season called Ghost Towns. Two events led to the creation of the town of Thurmond. The first was the completion of the Chesapeake and Ohio Railways, also known as the CNO Railroad. The second was Captain William D. Thurmond receiving 73 acres of land as payment for surveying work. Captain Thurmond quickly got into the railway industry, specifically steam and coal, which were, at the time,
0: the major fuel for trains. In the late 1880s, the Southside Junction Railway Bridge was constructed. This was the railway bridge that we drove across upon entering Thurmond. The bridge was a major connecting point and positioned these 73 acres of land as a center thoroughfare for the New River
1: area. Soon, Thurmond began shipping coal from the surrounding coal fields. The success from the coal and lumber industry made Thurmond the main railroad stop. And as business grew, so did Thurman's popularity.
0: Soon, 75,000 passengers would visit Thurman per year, and the Thurman station would receive 15 passenger trains a day. The hotels and boarding houses were always full, and the stores and saloons saw huge financial success, which continued through the 1920s.
1: The decline of Thurman began around 1917 with the introduction of roads to the New River area. The decline of Thurman began around 1917 with the introduction of roads to the New River area. As cars grew as the main mode of transportation, the demand for coal declined. In addition, of course, at this time was also the Great Depression. Businesses in Thurmond suffered, so business owners and residents were forced to close and move elsewhere.
0: Later in the 1940s, the CNO railroad line began transitioning to diesel engine trains from its steam engines. This meant that the railway systems that had been built in Thurmond would still be used, but the jobs connected to the steam engines would now be obsolete. Around the late 1960s, whitewater rafting made its way to the area. Tourism soared, and the MPS designated the area New River Gorge National River. Thurmond is now known as a ghost town. So let's talk about what we saw here in Thurmond. Mm -hmm. So
1: it's not very big. No. But seeing what it is currently made me curious about what it was in the past. Coming off of the bridge... To enter Thurmond, there was a parking lot area Mm -hmm. over to the right. Mm -hmm. This was right in front of the Uh, passenger depot. According to the MPS, quote, The two-story Thurmond Depot was built in 1904 after the original station was destroyed by fire. The upper level housed the signal tower. The lower level served travelers coming and going from Thurmond. The ticket agent's office, the baggage room, waiting rooms, restrooms, and a snacks and newsroom were at track level. In 1995, the building was restored by the National Park Service for use as a visitor center, end quote. This building was entirely yellow. It's yeah. been painted yellow mm-hmm. at this
0: time. With some red railings and adornments. Yes. Yeah.
1: Down to the right, you can sort of still see like some old train tracks. Mm-hmm. But that was also sort of where some restrooms were.
0: Right. And that, it seemed like at this point, it seemed like this building was, at least in part, available to be accessed by the public, but it was still very much COVID. Times. and so it was closed. And so it was basically closed. Um right. we could kind of peek in some of the windows. There was a staircase that would basically take you up one side along an, an like a an outside balcony hall, balcony railing hallway that you could kind of there were plenty of doors up there. Some had painted room types on them and then there was a staircase that brought you back down on the other side. So it was like a staircase up and a staircase down right. on one side of the, on each side of the building. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean it kind of resembled like a Motel, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It seems that some of those rooms have become offices. Down at the bottom floor, there was a visitor center, Mm -hmm. which I don't remember it being open like we could go inside. But I remember being able to peek through the windows and see that it was there were there was visitor center things inside. Yes. Yeah. So from standing right here, it is possible to see the entire ghost town. Oh, yeah. All of Thurmond right in one strip. Yes. We were parked over to the right of the bridge in front of the passenger depot. Mm-hmm. Standing in front of the depot, the bridge and the new river is behind us. Mm-hmm. Turning to our left, we can see up the, um, the tracks, basically, the railroad tracks and see the ghost town that was along the right of the tracks. Mm-hmm. Now, there were some structures over to the left side of the tracks, which we would get to later and eventually find out what they were. Right. As we walk along, the next spot we see is what used to be the commissary. From the NPS,
0: quote, Fitzgerald and company built a commissary to provide supplies to hundreds of railroad workers in Thurmond in the late 1930s. It later became the U.S. Post Office after a fire destroyed the Lafayette Hotel and the town post office. In the late 1900s, it housed the last businesses in Thurmond, Thurmond Supply, end quote. It should be noted, like, after you leave the train depot, you have to kind of cross the tracks to get to these buildings on the right side. But there is a road, the road, same road we came in on, that would carry you up into, like, the hill there. And there are still residents that live there in are, this area of West Virginia in yeah. Thurmond. Thurmond is yeah. technically still a municipality. And uh, I believe
1: it only has, like, four or five people. Yeah, yeah. But they don't live down in the ghost town area. Yeah. They live up in the hills.
0: Yeah. In the I know that sounds really bad, but there is a hill, and it's like it almost looks like a driveway essentially all the way up. But walking past this kind of road, the post office is like a few hundred feet. And one of the first things that we noticed on the ground was pavers um, on the ground that had some people's names that looked like they had donated bricks to have these pavers put in, but then also larger pavers that had like the history of the town placed in them so it was kind of neat to it's kind of like a walk a history walk like a self guided history walk but the post office is kind of like this tin shed like it's a it's a fairly decently big building but it's Mm -hmm. like all like corrugated metal it felt very like rustic is the word I'll use yes Um, a lot of this felt rustic
1: This one didn't feel as like uh, refurbished as some of the other buildings that seemed to have been had gone through a you know a regeneration right
0: experience, which is what we saw a, a lot rejuvenation of. Yeah. experience. I yeah. should say, which we saw a lot of because there were people working in town on this day that we were there. Um, a little past the post office, there was actually a fairly big slab first. Um, that obviously was the foundation of another building, and then these kind of pylons that look like just like piers at the bottom of like a structure that no longer is there, but very kind of gravestoney vibes. <laughs> right, right, right. Next to
1: the post office are the water tanks from the MPS. Quote: Two water tanks provided the water supply for the steam that powered the CNO engines. CNO meaning Chesapeake and Ohio Railways. The tanks served. Five water columns, the engine house, and the fire hose house. The elevated tower was built in 1914 and had a 100,000-gallon capacity. The standpipe tower was erected in 1927 and could hold 210,000 gallons of water. CSX Railroad, the former CNO Railway, removed the tanks in 1998.
0: End quote. So I'm assuming that that's probably. Potentially what that foundation was. Yes. Yeah. Connected to that. Connected to that. Because um, it was a fairly large area. And if something's going to have a 100,000 gallon tank capacity, you're going to need you're gonna some need structure some... that's going to like hold it for sure. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Now, coming up is sort of the main drag of Thurmond. Mm-hmm. And um, this is what they would call the commercial uh, district. Mm-hmm. Because this was where all of the commercial buildings were. Right. And the first one was the Menken cox building.
0: From the MPS. quote, Marking the southern limits of the commercial district and constructed in 1904, this building is the oldest in the district. The Mencken Drug Company was on the right side, the left side housed the New River Banking and Trust Company, end quote. Right after that was the Goodman-Kincaid
1: building from the NPS. Constructed in 1906 by the Standard Dry Goods Company, the building's two upper levels were used as apartments. Over time, the main floor had been home to two stores and several restaurants, including Mrs. McClure's. Mrs. McClure's. <laughs> and then finally, the last building in this
0: row was the National Bank of Thurmond. From the NPS... Quote, the year 1917 marked the completion of this building by Bullock Realty Company. It originally housed a jewelry store, clothing store, the Western Union Telegraph Company, and apartments. In 1923, the National Bank of Thurmond relocated there from its original site within the Hotel Thurmond. More recently, the building housed the Bankers Club Hotel and Restaurant, serving boaters and other visitors. End quote. So this is like a very like pronounced block of buildings. That's right. All of the brick is still intact. Mm-hmm. And it looks fairly
1: original. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I know that when the MPS took over this area, that um, they preserving Thurmond was, became part of their responsibility. Yes. So I imagine that there has been infrastructure update inside to preserve the buildings as best they can. But yeah. it does look like all of the brick is original. Right. And it also has this forest green trim around all of the windows. Mm -hmm. Now, none of these buildings were open.
0: No, there were people doing work. There were NPS um, rangers and restoration artists that were working, though, and carpenters doing work on the buildings. Don't you remember there was like, it looked like there must have been a flood somewhere because they were pumping water out of one of the buildings. Oh, yeah, I remember, yeah. Like there was like a doorway open so you could actually see up the stairs Mm -hmm. to see what potentially, I guess, I mean, not that we walked in, but that looked like there was something that was going on like that they were doing work in the second floor of this space and actually a lot of work in the ground level too. And then there was also, I can't remember, I don't think it was in the the National Bank. I think it was in the second set of buildings. There was poster boards that were up that had information about the Thurmond being a railroad town and like had photos. So there was sort of like, obviously you can't come in these spaces, but there are windows here. Let's use them as display. So MPS really did a good job at kind of giving information without allowing you to be inside those spaces. Right. Because it seemed
1: like they were definitely trying to curate a museum-like experience without inviting visitors inside.
0: Right. Because I don't think that's something that they're able to do at this time. Or maybe that they want to do it this time. Right. I think it's more of just it would, restorative I mean, practice to keep the building's integrity. But yeah, they might not be able to. The inside
1: structure would yeah. have to be, probably meet a lot of codes in yes. order to have yes. tourists inside. Yeah. And with that, let's take our next break. <music> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage. Mara Nara. Mara Nara. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. You know what's funny? Okay, so. I want to talk about just some, like an observation I made moving up here from the south. Mm-hmm. All right. The name, and I say this because this drag queen's name is Mara, mm-hmm. right? The name Kara, right? Mm-hmm. In New Jersey, there is this, I want, I distinctly hear people who like change the pronunciation of this or the pronunciation of it is Kara. <laughs> it's like so wide. And it's so, like, rather than, like, care, like, Kara, it's cara. Mm. You a see very the long A, yeah. V- yeah, or a very wide A, I guess. Sure. Uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> or, like, the same with, like, the word carry, like, mm-hmm. right, or carry. 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 I mean, it does it sound like, like that. It sounds like a
0: Catherine Hepburn accent. Carry. Car-ay. Carry. Carry. <laughs>
1: carry okay. Grant, mm-hmm. darling. Anyway, the um so Mara Nera. She's
0: a family style queen. <laughs> it's like going to Buca <laughs> de Pepo. <laughs> Not an official sponsor. No, do they even exist anymore? They do. Oh, okay. They do. They have a um, restaurant in New York. hmm
1: I think they might have a couple. Yeah. The uh, (laughs) Nara Nara. Oh, God.
0: Yeah. She's a family style queen. That's right. I feel like... um, She's like the hostess with the... Like, you know, you're sitting down and she's like the one ladling meatballs onto your plate. She stops and sits for a minute. She's like, I can always stay for a minute. My sauce is going to burn on the stove. I got to get up. I love that. So she's like, she's um, doing it all. She's, she's hostessing like the most. And I feel most. like she's got like a fabulous apron on. Of course on. she does. And, um,
1: and I got... feel like her apron is kind of like something that is transformative in her act. Like suddenly the apron becomes a gown. Mm-hmm. Like if she like does a number, mm-hmm. the apron
0: becomes a gown. Mm-hmm. I feel like I want her to have in the way that Miss Frizzle had outfits that were like related to the topics she was teaching. Yes. I want her to collaborate with someone and I want the outfits to all be... Costa print related so it's like this is my spaghetti outfit and it's like and it really sh- it just leans into that it um, leans in and it's elevated uh-huh. oh i yeah. love that Yeah, like i, I feel love like that
1: like so she's not literally like wearing meatballs on her no, shoulders no, no. but she's got design that is elevated and uh inspired yes. Yes. and leans into yeah. the idea yeah. of meatballs yeah Oh, I like that. I like that. And this maybe is my she, chicken palm outfit. She can do um, right, like hair, like her wigs can be like, yeah. I made my hair look like Rigatoni. Oh, you know what it would be like? It'd be like those
0: sculptures that you see in the windows of Italian yes. restaurants, where it's like, oh, look at the fork; it's elevated in the air, and the pasta is coming down off of it. <laughs> it would be like that. It would all be that. Oh, I love that. I love that. <laughs> There'd be that. a lot of wire and
1: and uh, hairspray. Why involved. is it that every Italian restaurant I've ever been into. No, it looks like it has been inherited, like for like five generations, mm-hmm. and every generation has like done an addition onto mm-hmm. the restaurant, and they choose a different tile, yeah, for the floor. Yeah, it's always tile floor. Yeah, and um, it's a different tile in every yeah.
0: section of the restaurant. I've got gonna- it. I feel like her merch is like Chianti, like table Chianti. Table can't see. Chianti. Chianti. Oh, Chianti. <laughs> <laughs> can- Chianti. Table, table can like, I feel like she gives a bottle of Chianti out. That's her merch. I like that. Um, and she's got to sing Frank Sinatra songs and Dean Martin. Yeah. It's all like, yeah. it's mm-hmm. all. Um, I mean, Mambo Italiano mm-hmm. definitely is yeah. probably that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel like, you know. At Christmas, she sings Dominic the donkey. Okay. well, <laughs> Great. Okay. We're going there. It's a terrible yeah. song, but it's like very Italian.
1: Maybe she's got some Gaga numbers in there because Gaga's Italian too.
0: Yeah, maybe. Okay. Yeah. May- maybe. Maybe it's a mashup of Gaga and, and it's Tony Bennett Italian- and Tony Bennett and the Tony Bennett stuff. <laughs> that's great. That's
1: great. That's her. That's her whole thing. That's her whole vibe. Marinara.
0: <laughs> Marinara. Yeah, she's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Mara Nara.
1: Right after Thurman's commercial row, we stumble upon some other structures. The next structure is the Lafayette Hotel. Now, here's the thing. I don't know if this is pronounced Lafayette Hotel or Lafayette Hotel. Mm. And here's why I say that. Because in Louisiana, it would be pronounced Lafayette. But Mm -hmm. in Mississippi, it is pronounced Lafayette. Oh fascinating it's very weird there's a lafayette Mm. mississippi but we have fayetteville here in west virginia Mm. so i don't know it could be the lafayette hotel or the lafayette hotel Mm
0: -hmm. from the nps quote replacing the original hotel thurmond there's 35 room structure included a veranda which extended to the railroad tracks it has several businesses and shops the hotel boasted seven bathrooms steam heat and 400 electric lights its main competition was the dunglin hotel located across the river known for its luxury and entertainment the activities of the dunglin contributed to the town becoming known as the dodge city of the east end quote we have apparently these two hotels that were not too far from each other
1: this one is right on the railroad tracks
0: well no longer
1: well no longer right but it was it was yeah when it was yeah
0: so there's really nothing that remains of the lafayette hotel because of the fire um that basically had a hand in sort of the demise in some ways, at least the start of the decline of the town. Right. There is just like
1: an open field or an open area where Mm -hmm. this used to be.
0: There's a little town hall building, which I thought was really cute. That's like a little past the commercial row. It's like this little yellow building. It says Thurman Town Hall. (laughs) Across the tracks
1: from where the hotel was and commercial row because those were right next door to each Mm -hmm. other across the tracks was the engine house from the MPS built in 1905. The engine house was the workplace of 50 to 70 men at peak operation, machinists, boiler makers and steam fitters serviced 60 to 100 railroad cars daily In 1963, the building was used as a repair shop until it was abandoned in 1985. And then fire destroyed it in 1993, end quote.
0: So another building that is non-existent within the town.
1: The Engine House was, yeah, obviously this place that, you know... There was a lot going on there. Yeah, but um, but just yes. like the
0: hotel, yeah, contributing to the ghost town factor of yes. it all. You know, yeah,
1: it is a little strange because like you can see sort of the footprint where it was, but there's no structure. Right, right. All of the all the remnants have been cleared out. Right,
0: and most of the side of the tracks too is just like a paved walkway. So you know, past the pavers that had people's names and the history of the town on it, you essentially just are walking on like blacktop. Um, like a one-lane blacktop road. But there were a lot more trucks that were out doing work and doing repair work here um, as we were strolling along. There is a structure that's kind of hard to miss, even from when you're back at the passenger depot, and that is the coaling tower. From the NPS, quote, tracks ran underneath the coaling station to allow as much as 500 tons of coal to drop via chutes into the coal tenders of the engines. The tower was abandoned in 1960, end quote. Now, the coaling tower is
1: still there. It's still standing. Yes, we can still see it. We can still see the the spot where the coal would Mm -hmm. um, funnel through and go into uh, the various trains.
0: There are some like pulleys that are still on the front of the building that you can see. It's kind of like this dusty yellow color. If you go up close to it, you can definitely peek underneath it. And there was a giant hole, right? That was went into the earth that was covered up for the most part this was nobody's nightmare at all in this group. (laughs) We all had a blast. Um, There was a decent amount of graffiti, but not, I wouldn't say it was over the top by any means. Uh, There were, it looked like stair structures that were no longer accessible. Like there is kind of a fire escape, I would say, or I would call it that, on the outside of the building, on the front that goes around, if you're looking at the building, to the right side, but doesn't really complete because obviously they don't want anybody up in that space or that structure. But this is like a building you cannot miss. It really does feel very ghostly. It feels ominous in that way. This was the part that served full
1: ghost town here. Mm -hmm. And it is uh, not too far beyond where the hotel used to stand mm-hmm. there are some other small structures about there were yeah. some homes yeah. there were some people like working uh, in a yard mm-hmm. um there were definitely some uh some smaller homes that dotted the sides of the tracks
0: yeah not so much on the side of the coal chute but on the other, the other side, side with sure. all the other buildings there's also like right around the coal chute there's a a bunch of like there were steel girders like piles of steel girders there were these piles of like brackets that were on the ground like just a pile of them and like what looked to be like maybe would be used on a track um to hold like the rails in place so it seemed like it was sort of this dumping ground for things that were no longer in use that, that had become obsolete or forgotten we did walk a little further past the coal chute On the other side of the river, on the other side of the tracks. And we did see some of those homes. But at this point, the paved macadam, the paved sidewalk, sort of becomes just gravelly. And this is where we have a very strange encounter. We do. Yeah. It was great. It was almost ghostly. Uh huh. Out of the trees
1: emerges a dog. Yeah. And it was a beagle. Yeah. And what's funny is that Shay, the dog that was with us Mm -hmm. at the time, he was on a
0: leash, or I yeah. think
1: we'd sort of, like, let him off
0: for a bit. It was, like, a very long run, I think. I don't yeah. think Brandon would have let him off. Oh, yeah. it was a yeah. long run. They just had a run, and it was, like, very loose.
1: That's it. And um, this dog came out of the the bushes, and um, it just sort of looked at us, and then we all kind of stopped and looked at this dog. It kept walking away from town, essentially. Yeah, and then we were, like... We
0: followed it for a while. We followed it for yeah. a
1: while, because we were, like... It was, like, we... I believe I turned to everybody and I said, we all see the dog, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I was like, okay, this is not an apparition. No. At least my, I was like, if it is, it's a collective apparition. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. It crossed eventually, like we walked out of town for a bit. Um, and we were also happy to do this because A, it was a beautiful day. And B, we knew we were going to be in the car for a decent amount of the rest of the day getting to Shenandoah. And then the dog crossed the tracks and like disappeared like into the bramble, like kind of near the river. And we were like, okay. <laughs> right. Okay. <And laughs> All right. Was that. Experiences. And yeah. I think
1: that at the time we did not know that there were people who still live in, right in town in town and then as we got a little further just to see like where the dog went i looked up the hill and could see that oh there were homes up there and that this was probably just somebody's dog that yeah. was like out in the backyard yeah. who like had come down and then was headed back mm-hmm. up but there is a great clip of us walking through and like brian seeing the dog
0: mm-hmm. and like and like melting and melting yeah i mean we all did it was such yeah. a cute dog yeah mm-hmm. After our ghost dog experience, we we made our way back towards town, which was good because the closer we get to town, we start to hear a train coming. By the time this is really happening, what, by the time it's starting to like come through by the coal chute... Well, I, somebody turned around and was like, we all hear the train, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> but by the time this happened, we had crossed back across the tracks... By the passenger house, which was good because this was... By the passenger depot. By the passenger depot, which was good because this was a very long, long train. <laughs> it's a like, very long right. train. Right. And here's the thing. Like, Amtrak does run trains that stop here. Still, still. today. It's so, an operating train yeah. track still. Yes. Yeah. So it was kind of neat to have been in... It was very cool, actually, to have been here as this train was coming through in a community that's lifeblood depended so much on the railroad industry. So to right. actually see that, it was a very neat experience. So there's not really any trail here
1: in Thurmond. Mm -hmm. It's more of an experience. It's an experience. We will not be putting anything on a Karen Stone scale today. Mm -hmm. So because of that, let's just jump right into our
0: Jeopardy! style trivia. Okay, so
1: what category have you created for us
0: today? So I was really struggling with this episode as to what to do because I didn't want... because I had written a a game for Ghost Towns Mm -hmm. and I was like... I don't want to do another ghost town game. I guess I could have done a railroad themed game, but I just did something very random, which is not usually the case. I usually stick to theme um, because I came up with like a before, a before and after, and that's um, CD rom-com. CD uh rom-com. I love it. And it just popped into my head. So um, what I'm going to need you to do is I'm going to list songs that are on the soundtrack for a like 90s, early 2000s movie with some clue help. Okay. And you'll need to name the movie. Okay. Um, because these are movies that would have had CD soundtracks I at the time. I So this <laughs> so it's is... a CD rom-com. This
1: is a... Um, so the title of the game is a before and after, but, yeah, but none of the answers no, will no, be no, before no, and after. No, I'm no. just identifying the You're movie. Just ident- identifying the film. Based on the songs. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. I want to believe I'm going to be very good at this. All right, <laughs> let's try I think you will, because I've
0: given you clues, too. Okay, great, it, within it. great. So for 100, Dreams by the Cranberries, Dummy Song by Louis Armstrong, Lonely at the Top by Randy Newman, and Signed, Seal, Delivered by Stevie Wonder make the cut in this soundtrack about two New Yorkers who meet on AOL and take their love to places greater than the shop around the corner. Oh, okay, well, obviously, this is what is You've Got Mail. That's correct. Um,
1: what is the... Um, if only I could have a friend, I wouldn't care. That's the opening song.
0: It, that's got to be Lonely at the top, probably. Because <laughs> it's Randy Newman, and Randy Newman did yeah. everything. That's a, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great. For 200, the two songs that stand out most on this soundtrack from a film about New Jersey include Such Great Heights by Iron and Wine and Let Go by Frau Frau. Oh. Other titles that round out this Zach Braff vehicle include uh-huh. The Only Living Boy in New York by Simon and Garfunkel and Don't Panic by Coldplay. We need to talk about Garden State for <laughs> yeah. a second, okay? Because mm-hmm. that movie
1: was... I remember moving... To New Jersey, not long after that movie came mm-hmm. out, and it was like everybody's like, "This is my favorite movie I've ever mm-hmm. seen." It just mm-hmm. like speaks to my heart. Like people just don't get how much this movie means to me. And then I saw it, and I was like, "Okay, I don't really feel like much happened in it, but okay, yeah." Um, I I don't I don't know that it ages well, mm- but no, probably not. It does give us Jean Smart with a child with her adult son who works at. Um. Oh my God! Where they're dressed like knights?
0: Oh, it, um, medieval times. Medieval times. That was really funny. Oh, I forgot funny. Gene Smart was in that, but it was
1: like all of the like, uh, the like emo yeah. songs at oh, the time. Oh yeah. Oh
0: yeah. Okay. I just can like Frau Frau's like oh I just like ooh so chills. Let go. Oh, that, is that the one? Is it? Is <laughs> There's it, beauty. In is it? Is it's, it? Yeah. It's Frau Frau Is or the name again?
1: I thought it was. No, it's it's either fru fru or Frau Hold on. I'm looking this up. Oh, I guess so, Frau Frau. Mm-hmm. Or fru fru the hell knows? <laughs> Beauty and the knows. Beauty and the breakdown is the thing that like yeah. I always remember uh-huh. from that uh, mm-hmm. song. Yeah. Okay.
0: For three hundred. Shake some action by Cracker, Kids in America by the Muffs, and Fake Plastic Trees by Radiohead round out this amazing soundtrack. But one of the best uses of music and musicians is in a scene at an event arranged by Josh where the mighty, mighty Boston's croon, Where Did You Go? How could you not fall for your stepbrother as the- he works to help your friend Ty out of a socially awkward situation? And also if he's played by Paul Rudd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Obviously. Mm-hmm.
1: I knew this was Clueless from, like, I think the second song you Great. listed.
0: Mm-hmm good clue writing <laughs> this is great clue writing all right for 400 this soundtrack features a lot of sung numbers by the cast including a bridal homage sung to wishing and hoping a terrible karaoke version of i just don't know what to I do just with myself do
1: what to do by nikki holland with and a cast
0: sung i say a little prayer led by rupert everett isn't christine baranski in that number too? Uh, is she? No. I think she. No, no, she's no, no, not. she's not. No, no. But, I just um, in my memory. Lauren, Lauren, she was in Six Feet Under. I can't remember her name. It's Ambrose? not Lauren. It's not Lauren Ambrose. It, no, she played, you're um, thinking the other,
1: the other woman in who's Six Feet Australian,
0: Under. Australian, I think, or New Zealand or Kiwi. I can't remember her name. Not Rachel. Her. It's Rachel something. Anyway. Um, this is my best friend's wedding. That's correct. And for 500, this motion picture soundtrack has so many hits, including Salt and Peppa's Push It, Sexy Boy by Air, and One Week by Bare Naked Ladies. However, perhaps the most memorable moment was when Patrick sang, Can't Take My Eyes Off of You, to the entire soccer pitch. Oh, God. I don't know if I know this one. It's based on a Shakespeare play.
1: Oh, what is. 10 Things I Hate About You. That's correct. There we go. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh,
0: it's been a while since I've seen that movie. (laughs) And that's CD-Rom-Com. CD-Rom-Coms, great. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's nice to write categories that don't necessarily directly relate. (laughs) That is true. I forgot about that. All right. So
1: um, my category is inspired by the phrase Ghost Town. And it is called Haunted NPS. Great. This category is brought to us by our friends at the National Parks Conservation Association and also the podcast National Parks After Dark. Mm. Well, in this category, I will be telling you a little bit about something ghostly or haunted at an NPS site. You will just be naming the site. Great four 100 in nineteen forty, two two fishermen found a woman they dubbed the lady of the lake her skin was hard and waxy from deep water chemicals they found her in lake crescent in this national park in the pacific northwest
0: what is um crater lake
1: incorrect what is olympic okay. national park For 200, Alice Mabel Gray, a.k.a. Diana, is the real name of the woman whose spirit is said to roam these landforms that serve as the namesake for this Midwestern national park.
0: What is Indiana Dunes? That's correct. Diana of the Dunes. Diana of
1: the Dunes. For 300, the headless bride of room 127 and the spirit of a child wearing sneakers are said to haunt this inn located in America's first national park. What is Yellowstone National Park? It is Yellowstone, but I'm actually asking the name of the N. Oh. Sorry.
0: That's I guess that's okay. that was shitty. <laughs> terrible clue right there. No, I was just panicked. I was like, you know the first national park. Um, what is... We went in there to use the restroom. What is the Roosevelt? Mm-hmm. No, what is the... Um, it is named after what the is thing it's Old near. Faithful Inn? That is okay. correct. The Old
1: Faithful Inn. And one of us went to use the restroom. <laughs> That's true. And gift shop. <laughs> and gift the shop. The other just had to there's be a There's actually, along. there's two inns. Right. We might have actually gone in the one that wasn't Old Faithful Inn. Mm. Anyway. Lies. <laughs> for 400. Mm-hmm. Named one of the most haunted places in America. I think we both felt the ghosts at every turn in this Pennsylvania NPS site from the Civil War. What is Gettysburg National Park? That is correct. I'm sorry. What is Gettysburg National Military Park? That is correct. And finally, for 500, this MPS site serves as the home and birthplace of the famed and fabled Jersey Devil. What is the Pine Barrens? That is correct. Oh, look at that. The Pine Barrens National Reserve. There we go. Part of the National Park Service. Look at that. This has been Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast, and we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often, and that adventure is always out there.
0: Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by us, Dustin Ballard and Michael Ryan. To see images from
1: this episode, follow our Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at gaze at, the parks at gmail.com. and to find out more about the parks visited on this show, visit our website, gazeatthenationalparks.com. That's gaze, G-A-Z-E.
0: All original artwork. Featured on Instagram and on our website is by me, Michael Ryan. All
1: original music was written by Dave Seaman and performed by Dave Seaman, Mariella Klinger, and Sean Sclios. Our music producer is Skylar Fortgang. This episode was edited by me, Dustin
0: Ballard. We would also like to acknowledge that while recording this episode, that we are in the traditional and stolen lands of the Lenape people, also known as Middlesex County, New Jersey.